Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day, for this night. We do humbly ask you to speak to us your words of truth. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Man. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do before I go on in a little short um, scripture thing here for a second. I'm going to read to y'all. Uh, um, couple of emails that I get that y'all hear some of this I probably get about I don't know maybe upwards of 40 50 messages a week you know what I mean but anyway here, here it is right here uh, my daughter was telling me that she was attacked by a spirit today while she was asleep she said the spirit grabbed her from behind pushed her out of the bed she was calling on the name of Jesus but it would not um, come out originally but when she did hear herself say Jesus aloud it would let her go then it came back a second time and, and started to fight it she did not see it but was able to feel the force of the blows she called the name of Jesus, and it left her. She said when she woke up, though, uh, she was still in the bed. Uh, she said it lay behind her and felt like it was trying to have sex with her. She was lying on her side. I told her to anoint herself with oil in uh, the house and read the word. If you would, please pray. Uh, you can email me and let me know if it's okay. Uh, if I call, uh, thanks for your prayers. And I'm not going to get the name, but anyway, that's one of them. Um, the second one, I have read the prayers for breaking curses. I also want to submit um, a prayer request to you. My mom just recently died, and she was led to the Lord at the end. Uh, she got saved. Of course, I don't know what that means, led to the Lord. But she um, lived a life of witchcraft, burning black candles. We came from a Christian home. I was raised uh, by my grandparents. was not very close to my mom uh, for this reason. The Lord revealed things to me after her death last week uh, that needed to be broken, which was the curses she placed on my husband, Anthony, Taye Gabido, Gabido, I don't know, G-B-A-D-E-B-O. That doesn't sound European, that's for sure. Um, and our relationship for him uh, to hate me, he is a Christian. But she worked so much against our relationship, and the Lord revealed to me, uh, that there was a curse of holotry, adultery, prostitution spoken over my relationship with him and my children. My children are Evan, 19, Crystal, 18, Cody, 16, Anthony, 12. Our relationship has been on and off. Uh, I know in my heart the things that he was doing was not like him. Pray for me and my family. Stand in agreement that the curse of voodoo Witchcraft, prostitution, idolatry, whoredom, holotry is broken completely off my family. And my husband, Tyree, um, and off the entire bloodline. We live in Atlanta, Georgia. My husband is in Africa, went back to take care of his sick dad who died recently. Uh, it has been much war to come back together as a family. Uh, Dear Pastor Dow, I stumbled upon your messages on YouTube and subsequently uh, went to your website for more details. It is clear that you are a powerful man of God who isn't afraid to speak the truth. I uh, accept and hold on to your doctrine and would like to make contact uh, with you for my deliverance. I believe the Lord led me to your ministry 
um, so that I can be helped. I have been a Sunday Christian all of my life, and I have been affected with all of the evils that have affected the backslidden church. I finally left the Sunday church in 2007 and drifted into the world, but the Lord would not take his hand off me. He kept impressing on my heart to repent and seek after him. So in 2009, I fell on my face and broke down before the Lord in repentance and asked him to show me the truth. I said, tell me what you want me to do, Lord, and show me how to serve you. Once I had repented uh, before the Lord, he directed me firstly towards his word, then his laws regarding the Sabbath. He directed me to a holy living and separation from the world, but there is a problem. I started, getting sick in, I started getting sick in 2006 and subsequently developed diabetes. Uh, then I got divorced in 2008. I suffered terrible from this disease which runs in my family. Pastor, please pray for my deliverance. I have been reading your website and I can identify with one of the spirits you indicate indicated that is associated with diabetes. I am tormented constantly because of my sin. I have repented for my sins, but the effects of the sins have not left me. Please pray for my deliverance so that the Lord can use me in his service. Please provide a contact number so I may call you at the appropriate time. I appreciate ministry, and God bless you greatly. Uh, okay, I just want to get them. Well, I only got three of them. I put three of them right here right now, as you can see that uh, the war is going on, and, and this is from different areas. Um, one is from Georgia, and the other one's from Florida, and I can't make out where this one is from. I can't remember or recall. Uh, so you can see that the war is very real. It's just not um, going on around just us saints. I mean, this is going on everywhere it's going on everywhere it's just it's just that real and you can see the people are uh hurting and aching so every time i get a, a letter and stuff i i try the spirits you know what i mean i try them so the second one that had all that <clears throat> so-called curses voodoo and, and all that we can nix that one real quick because then later on she comes to tell me that the lord came to her and told told her that she was a prophet. And so I emailed her back and I said, the Lord didn't come to you and tell you you was a prophet. And of course, boy, after that, man, boy, she went off on me, boy. Hmm. Isn't that amazing? You come to me for help, but then the Lord tells you, and then I clearly send her the scriptures that said the scriptures teach us to try the spirit to see whether it be of God. And there's no way that a spirit, that the Holy Spirit who agrees with his word, spirit and word agree. Isn't that right? There's no way that the Holy Spirit who agrees with his word, the spirit's not going to speak contrary to his word. Is that right? And I made it clear. Prophet, male. Prophetess, female. And she blasted me again and said, ain't no need in sending no more emails and stuff or nothing like that. And I'm like, wait a minute. First of all, you don't want to contact me. And see, you can see how, fallen, how far we've fallen from a generation that you can't even tell the difference between a male and a female. I mean, we got female apostles, female pastors, female bishops. Um, I mean, you got female everything nowadays. And I submit the reason why we got female everything because these men too weak to tell them to sit down and shut up. Amen. A lot of them, they'll, what they'll do is take a few scriptures and say, well, you know, there's neither male nor female. We all want in Christ Jesus. Say, okay, good. And if we're going to all be all one in Christ Jesus, then you can come work with me then. Isn't that right, Elder Doug? Since we got equality, then you come on out here and work with me. Spend about a week or two with me and let's see if you are male or female. Well, he didn't say it for that old oh, wait a minute, hold on. 
See, that can't be the understanding then. See, it's just a twisted, warped generation. It really, truly is. It really, truly is. We are, we are some sad, sad people. Of course, you know, everybody runs to Deborah, too, don't they? Everybody runs to Deborah. Anyway, um, and then they don't understand that Deborah didn't lead nothing. That was Barack that led them. Told Deborah to sing a song, other song, Deborah. I suppose that makes him a pastor or bishop. If a man desires the office of a bishop, oh, well, he mean that. He mean that in a generic form, male and female. Oh, okay. And a bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife. Okay, so now a wife can be a husband. I mean, you got to really go far outside of this covenant to twist this word now. You understand what I mean? Yeah. So you hear what I'm saying. Um, anyway, I had to end up cutting her off, which is good. I have to get back with this guy. I hadn't heard too much from him since that last phone call. I had to get back with him because I think that he did call. Now, and I can't remember getting a reply or not back from this one. Um, oh, I know what I told him. I said, you need to come for deliverance. And so I hadn't heard nothing. But it's amazing that out there in this world, you know, there is, you, you cannot solve, let me go that way. You cannot solve spiritual problems with natural means. And our world is bent on trying to use natural means to solve spiritual problems. And so all the pills, all the drugs, and everything else they take, it still ain't working. Then what? I mean, they're there to help, right? They're there to make your body work the way it should. Is that not the logic and the understanding? And so we got all this stuff is going on. I mean, of course, you know, every last one of these people testify of being Christians. Then you have a whole sect of people out there. Christians can't have no demons. I told you, yeah, you're right. Christians don't have no demons. They got devils. You get no arguing out of me. Now see, you see all this mess is going on? I mean, the, the enemy is raging some serious war and overcoming people too. Something, isn't it? And yet we have peace. You know, those who are striving for peace. Because the enemy, I'm telling you, man, the enemy has not stopped. He, you know, it's real easy. It's real easy, real easy to submit to the enemy. All you got to do is stop serving God. Just stop. Man, the enemy won. Now, you know, I mean, come on, man, I've been... Serving most high faithfully. I said, I've been serving him faithfully for 20 something years. Hmm? Far as years go, I got a whole bunch of years under my belt for our service. Now I got a whole bunch of years of hypocrisy, too. If I go and count it the bat this way. Well, I tell you, we are in a mess in this generation. And there really, truly is only going to be few that's going to be saved. And so with the power of God, evidently, uh, it's not his fault that people don't use it. It's not his fault that people don't dispense it. It's the, it's the people's fault. And the assemblies of the churches are the reason why they're in the condition at the end. Because they're not being taught the principles of God. And, of course, you know, you look at this, this um, wet noodle church nowadays, many people don't want to be taught the principles of God because it requires too much change. Yes, sir. You know, being in Christ is a discipline. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, that's one of the greatest scriptures you can use. He's a new creature. Old things are passed away. That's how you know you're a new creature, right? Well, we all know old things passed away. We still do something with yeah, that's the way you go about doing it then, isn't it? Behold, all things become new. Well, anyway, let's go over to Galatians 6 chapter real quick. I want to deal with something here just for a second, and we're leading up to um, uh, the spiritual warfare aspect. You know, a lot of people carry these Bibles, and 
I, I've seen some some major twisting, warping and deceit go on no matter where you go. And like I said, it's going to take a, a profound witness coming from heaven before this assembly is going to be put together. And it's going to be so few in number. Y'all see the conditions of the world? There's going to be so few in number that only, y'all listen to me, I know it's astronomical when we hear those words, so we try to look for ways to include everybody. But only 12,000 from each tribe are going to be sealed. Do y'all understand them kind of numbers? There is 6.5 billion plus people on the face of planet Earth. And when the king come, only 12,000 out of each tribe that are alive are going to see him as king. Amen. Oh, Pastor Dowell, they said it's going to be a multitude no man can number. You can't even number 12,000 if you put them out there in the middle of somewhere. See, so what we do is we inflate our minds to make us think it's going to be more. Now, it's going to be more upon his return because there's a lot that has died in Christ. But it's really few compared to all the people that are, that are already in hell burning and those that are going. <clears throat> and so that's why the king told us, strive. Strive to enter in at the straight gate, for many shall seek to and not be able. So every, that, hey, everybody, there's a lot of people trying, they're going to be seeking to enter. But there's very few people striving. So he's not going to miss these numbers. 12,000 out of each tribe. I don't know if you these numbers are staggering to you or not, but to me, boy, they are, that's, that's, that is something. That is, that is really mine staggering. Because he tells you clearly in Revelations how many is going to be sealed out of each tribe. So when we look at it, there really truly is not that many people. You know, you place 12,000 people next to 6.5 billion people and see if you could just, I don't even know how to picture that. I could give you an example how to picture it. Okay, we got a sand pile down there. You take a big old sand pile, you pick up as much as you can in one hand and you put it right here and then you take one grain and put it over there there go your difference that is something so that's the reason why we preach and teach the way we do because we want all of us to be included in that number am I making sense all of us to be included in that number. And to get into that number, some people say, well, you know, we, we went over the scriptures where it takes, it's more than just mental assent. It's more than you just open up your mouth and, and believe, you know, you have an experience uh, with Christ one time. Most people want to seal you and seal you up until Jesus come no matter what. I believe you're sealed by the Holy Spirit until the day of redemption. But I also believe seals are made to be broken. If the king said a long time ago, those people who are his people he made covenant with, isn't that right? He turned around and told them people, man, I'm going to blot you out of my book. You ain't no longer going to be my people. If he's going to do that with his own chosen people, what makes him think the arrogance, the audacity of this particular generation don't think that, you know, we can live in this immoral time like it was in the days of Noah, just like it was, you can look and see this is nothing but Sodom and Egypt. And somehow, someway, all of a sudden, we're gonna, grace just going to take us all through and we, we're going to be all right. There's no way he done made all this for people who really, truly love him to let uh, all these sorry, sausage sows looking people with their sin and iniquity come in and pollute his kingdom up in the last minute. Isn't that the truth? Yes, sir, all this swine. So he made sure we kept the record of holiness. 
We're going to deal with something here for a second. It seems to be an extreme problem in the church. It's going to be in Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. Now, mind you, when we read this, we know that this is uh, the Apostle Paul talking to the church of Galatia. Is that right? His words, nevertheless, also need to be taken heed because his words as being the very chiefest of apostle, the one who had a revelation by the Most High himself. Three years he spent out there. Hallelujah. He got something to say. So it's good that if he wrote records to the Church of Galatians stuff, that we can learn from these principles and teachings of holiness and righteousness to see what he's trying to get them to. Is that right? Hallelujah. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault. You know what a fault is, right? A fault is a sin. You understand that? If a brethren, brethren, if a brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault. All right, look at this. Ye, ye that are what? Ye which are spiritual. You hear that? The principal thing is do everything you can. Look at this. Restore. Such a one in a spirit of what? Why? And I'll give you an example. If there's a real true brother, and it's using brethren, meaning brethren, then that's talking in a generic form. All right? If a, a real true brother, a lot of times people want to come out of the snare that they're in. But because of the condition of the church, they're afraid to tell anybody who could possibly help them out of their snare for fear of discovery. And the truth is you can't rightfully blame them. Because from our youth up, we have not been taught the principles and oracles of God, and we're just one step out of the world into the church right here. And so we bring over the attitudes, the teachings, and the learning, what we learn in the world, we bring them over here into the church. And so the very place that we know that we, and we'll testify over it a thousand times, we are in a spiritual war. Amen. The very place where people should be getting help is the most devastating place that will cut people's soul off in eternity. Amen. Because what happens is, is if, it, if the information falls into the wrong hands, next thing you know, in come gossip, slander, talebearer, backbiting, deceit, and everything else. And next thing you know, this person may be, watch this, what Paul said, swallowed up with much sorrow. And why in the world would they want to come back to something like that? It's better just go run and deal with them folk. Uh, that's why I submit in spiritual warfare, um, the assembly, we ourselves, we're supposed to have the actual attitude and character of Christ himself. See, when we get these principles right here, and then the love of God can be made manifested. We didn't say cover up a wicked person who's desired to, who do not de desire to stop sinning. We're talking about someone who's genuine. But like I said, see, that's the reason why um, trust must be, must be, must be imperative in the church. It has to be. Confidence and trust. You know the thing that we can't manufacture on our own? But we need so much of. Why? Because the dynamic behind that is, is that now, if, if a person knows that they can trust you, and, and, and then you sit and watch this person get restored, the devil didn't swallow them up, and all of a sudden now they're flourishing like a bud. You can tell Christ restored. Man, you know that person will, will love you. Huh? Being in Christ is not an easy thing. We all have ups and downs. Oh, yeah. But you know, my up and down is more extreme than yours. But if you ask everybody, every individual in here, no, mine is more extreme. And that's why understanding needs to be in here. This is the type of heart we're supposed to have. That's why in deliverance, the demonic spirits, the devils, can't really have too much of a foothold when there's a whole bunch of love around. That's, right. That's the one thing. That, because that doesn't exist in a kingdom. Right. See, you know who you serve by what nature you manifest. Not making any sense. I mean, how long has it taken 
uh, some of us to come to the knowledge of truth of a lot of things. Do you not think that that took long suffering? Well, let me ask you a question. Did the word stop coming? No, it still kept coming faithfully, didn't it? Hmm? Did not the Holy Spirit continue to keep convicting you in your heart? Um, uh, as what the Apostle Paul said, it is hard for you, what, no, what Christ said to Paul, isn't it hard for you to kick against the so you get pricked and then you kick by trying to ignore them. Ah. So it gets to the point, man, man hey, I, you, you're going to get, man, I forget this. I surrender. So, you see, we got to get rid of these raunchy, gut-wrenching, foul, demonic, evil, manifesting spirits. Oh, yeah. From among ourselves first. Because judgment starts at the household of faith, house of the most high. Yes, it does, too. More is required for us in nature, in character, and in spirit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. See, because the ideal is, is that this person right here who has been swallowed up with over much sorrow or, you know, let's say, let's say they've been taken with a fault, taken with a fault, and then, you, of course, you got to be spiritual to restore now. It's amazing how that when something happens, especially if, if somebody personally may have withheld some good from us or done something, uh, something wrong or something like that, we, we always want to like, okay, well, I'm going to tie my hands around my back and just sit and watch them suffer. We, well, now, we may not say that, but your inactivity of showing love. Oh. Is the true you. So you got to be spiritual to restore someone. And then even in that in restoring, you do it in a spirit of meekness. Don't dare everybody try to run around and be like Pastor Dow because you don't know what you're doing. Amen. Amen. Yeah, amen. Because everybody may think that I talk like that all the time. When I'm dealing with individuals, I don't talk like that all the time. There's a balance. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, there is an unseen devil that's trying to get each and every last one of us, and nothing hurts more painfully. The, the fa our natural family don't know where. Man, they say something, it don't trouble us at all. But a saint who is a brother? Whew. A sister who is a sister? That's why we have to put off this old man. If you see somebody falling short or something like that, then especially if you know, first you, you check and see how what are they trying to do with their falling short. You know what I mean? It, it, did they just get caught and then they okay? They just submit at the time, or is this something that's constantly reoccurring? Or you know, every one of us got a job to do. That's when rebuke is in order. Because see, the one thing about if you have been caught in something, and then somebody rebukes you, they're still showing love because right now it's still between you and that person. But you get to the point where you become arrogant, obnoxious against the correction of the most high, who he using your brother or sister to do it. Oh, yeah. You understanding this? And you, you, Yeah, and then you kick against that, then the next step is in order. We're going to go get somebody else. Why? Because now we have a spirit manifesting in front of us that's trying to not only take a foothold on you, but it's trying to change the very character of the church. And if we let this one spirit by, it's going to affect everybody else. Huh? Yeah. Well, didn't Christ say the little foxes? That's, isn't, that, isn't that not what Jesus said? The little foxes destroy the what? Yeah, sure do. And you know a fox is somebody is some is an animal that is sly, subtle. What nature is that? Did not did not Jesus call Herod that fox? I suppose he was speaking to him in a very uplifting manner. That was very derogatory, wasn't it? And so we have to watch for the foxes because we again we have the attitude that we hey you understand we. We're the only people on the face of the planet of those of us are Holy Ghost filled that can have the ability to walk in a dual nature. 
See, we're servants of the Most High, so we can serve the Most High, we can serve the flesh. And the flesh master, flesh has a master too, which is the Satan. Uh-huh. That's why we're told in the instructions, walk in the spirit so that you not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So when he's telling you walk in the spirit, he's telling you to walk in the word. Hallelujah. Why are you walking in the word? So that you do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And lust, no matter what way it's masked, whether it be through sex, fantasy sex, fantasy lust, or whether it be through food or material or clothes, or and I don't care which way you mask lust and stuff, there's a feeling that always tries to accompany lust to try to help you make you feel better for the shape that you're in. And it's never leading you to repent. It's leading you to just uh, comfort yourself just for the time. Now, let me finish this scripture. You that spirit to restore such a one in the spirit of, isn't that something? Now, here's someone that has done, evidently fell short, and yet you are the one that's charged to be meek. Come on, you know, we got fighting spirits, fighting attitudes. Oh, come on, I'm the chief. Yeah, man, fighting. Yeah, but that's the time for war and time for peace. It? Yes, it is, too. And so here you are recharged to restore so one the spirit of meekness. Look what it says. Look what it says. Considering thy self. You won't believe how many times over and over again I see people make judgments and stuff on things that they have stretched themselves beyond measure. They should never even have touched. I had somebody tell me, well, you better, you better watch who you put in your mouth on, Pastor Dye. That's a woman of God. And if you, you, you find yourself fighting against that, you, you go find yourself fighting against God. And you think you're fighting against that woman, but you're going to fight against I said, now that is just as backwards as hell. Yes, now, how in the world is God going to make, uh, first of all, he don't, did he not make me a man of God? And I'm going to be afraid of a woman? I don't care if she prophet test, prophet who, who, whatever you want to be, whatever you call it and stuff. There's an order in the most high. And those words, they, they fall on deaf ears with me. Oh, hallelujah. That's how Jezebel gets started. But I've seen people make judgments on somebody, then turn around and fall in the same old mess themselves. Because they never even considered they, because they didn't think they were supposed to be meek. Lest thou also be tempted. Isn't that something? So the whole reason, if you see a brother overtaken in a fault, rather than going around and first thing you do, open up your mouth and blast it out and tell everybody else what you perceive or thinking or something like that, you need to first of all start thinking about how can you get a, re a restoration going. Ah. Yeah, uh-huh. And then the next thing you need to do is, is, is be careful unless you give legal grounds to these evil spirits who can hear everything. Yeah. And then they start to subtly send out their little um, imps on a mission to get you. Because if what that person did is not enough to humble you, to make you shut your mouth, wait till you fall into it. Sometimes it takes some of us to fall into the same thing or to be dealing with the same thing in order for us to understand. Because I'm sure I've never met a real true believer who ever wanted to be tied up and knotted up in sin. I ain't never met one. Never have met one. Uh-oh. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill ye the law of Christ. Bear burdens? Yeah. But see, we're talking about bearing burdens. and See, that's a different attitude. We're talking about bearing burdens of people who are really, truly trying. So we have to put things in proper order and perspective. Is that right? And look what it says. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, what does he do? 
You have deceived yourself. But let every man prove his own work. Let every man prove what? But how does, let's just be honest. How does the assembly work today? We want to prove everybody else's work. Let me tell you the reason why we want to prove everybody else's work. Because if we finger everybody else, then that'll get the eye off us. Yes, sir. True. Isn't that the truth? At the time, they may not be in my, hand, in my, in my mind, but if you think about it. If you point the finger and keep the finger on everybody else, then guess what? Then chances are everybody else will look at everybody else and then you yourself go unchecked. Well, if every man does prove his own work, it says, but let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. In other words, you'll be rejoicing that you are able to overcome. You'll be rejoicing that you are able to be perfected. Believe it or not, every last one of us is sitting in here. The truth is, we're really jealous for God when it comes to salvation. I mean, you love your brothers and sisters, but if it came a chance for you to be saved or your brother or sister to be saved, you raise your hand every single time. I wouldn't blame you either because that's the same judgment that the Most High has for his people. He's not going to take a, uh, the devil's people over his people. He's not going to pick you over no Esau. Oh, no. You see what I mean? That's why you have to strive, brother. Says you can't never give up. For every man shall bear his own burdens. Then you know, now, wait a minute. If every man's supposed to bear his own burden, then why did I read earlier, bear you one another's burdens? Well, earlier it gave you instruction in how to bear burdens to help. And then it's also teaching you, when you see things that are going on, you know, a lot of people, I, I, I'm watching this, and I'm not watching it much because it consumes too much time. But I'm watching this, um, this accusation, this, uh, this allegation of Bishop Eddie Long, and I'm watching everybody just pile on. And I, I made a, a video, and I put his name up at Bishop Eddie Long. But when you listen to my video, you don't hear me accusing. You don't hear me piling on. What I do attack is a sodomite spirit, and I haven't even accused him of it. There's a reason why I don't accuse him of it. There's a reason why I don't go and pile on. Because I am not an eyewitness. I'm not there. Uh-oh. But, Pastor, I mean, why would these people come out? Well, the Bible says, you know, if you're going to have an accusation against someone, it better be a mouth of two or more witnesses, right? Well, they got four. They got four against one man over here. So according to the Bible, if these people are going to be, see, that's the reason why they are Christians and not Israelites. See, according to the Bible, they should have took taken this thing to the elders of the church, if that's what they believed in. But you can tell people don't believe in what they're doing. And you can tell people don't believe that Christ is coming. Because they believe Christ is coming. Do you think another man will be rearing another man? You think a woman will be licking on another woman if they believe that Christ was coming? Do you think a man will be committing adultery if he believes Christ was coming? Or, or a man or woman fornicating? Do you, believe, do you believe that they would really truly be doing it if they believe Christ was coming? So they may tell you Christ coming, but they don't believe Christ is coming. These are just facts. So, like I said before, um, they have a church structure down there that should be set up to judge these matters. And the reason why people like this, they run to the world because I would tell you one reason that runs to the world because maybe the man has so much power that he can't go to, that they can't go to the uh, church and stuff because the church is maybe under too influenced by him. Well, if that's a possibility, that's fine and good, but I never read that in the scripture. See, we never even give the most high a chance to even let his order work. We never even give him a chance to let his order work. Amen. I can understand that after you have exhausted all the means, 
that the scripture says, then you use outside resources. But we don't even do that today. We don't even give God's order even a chance to work. And you know what? A lot of people are going to be judged with the same measure that they judge. Y'all often quote that scripture, rejoice not when you see your enemy fall, lest the Lord see it and get angry at you. And he's going to turn his wrath. He's going to remove everything from him and stuff. And all this judgment, everything you thought that was going to go on, then guess what's going to happen? Well, we got another situation setting up for the same thing again. Another situation like I said, setting up again. You know why? Because everybody believes themselves and thinks themselves something. How would you like to have an accusation on you? It makes no difference whether it's true or false. How would you like to be accused? Now think about this a second. Put yourself in not only the people who have been who are who are saying that they are victims, put yourself in their shoes, and also put yourself in that preacher's shoes. And then also put yourself in that congregation's shoes. And what I see in all of it is the devil. Amen. I see people want blood, but I don't see nobody considering any of this as themselves. See, this is the wisdom that the scripture teaches us in, in how to judge. And everybody is not judges. People believe themselves to be judges. You got preachers getting ready to go down in front of the church and picket and protest and all this other stuff. That ain't no big deal. Let me see what I said, man, I told you, all these mega churches are going to fall anyway because the spirit of sodomy is in the places. Well, you talk about T.D. Jakes and all them coming down. They are coming down because they permitted their wicked spirit and did not speak against it. And you get preachers telling you that Jonathan and David was homosexuals and they was having a homosexual relationship and stuff. You got something mess going on. You got some mess going on. So we get these Christians using our book to try to justify their wicked behavior. But what I'm, I'm, ta I'm trying to tell you and show you that these people don't really believe in what they, what they say they practice. They don't really believe it because they can't perform it. I mean, you might as well just take 1 Corinthians 6 chapter and just rip that whole chapter out of the book and throw it away. It says, Darren, are you having a matter against another? To go before the unjust. Who's the unjust? The world. And not before the saints. So you might as well just rip it up and throw it out. So what do you think Christ is going to do with this judgment no matter how it comes out? The world has a court. God got his. See, nobody want to talk about all these spirits that are flying around all over the place on all sides. What did the devil do? He put a little bit of wood onto the fire and started a firestorm. Do you think he really cares about that preacher being a sodom, if he was a sodomite or these boys being seduced or these church members are hurting in pain and stuff? No, you know what? Guess what? Man, he going to capitalize off this. Do you know how many people who profess Christ now are getting ready to fall out of him? Because the scripture says one sinner destroys much good. Of course, when we always hear that scripture, the one sinner we always point to is the one who we believe to commit the sin. We never thought about us because we're the one falling out of them. Oh, mercy. Sure, I'm not alleviating judgment on any, nobody. Nobody's getting by. Not the king. But we do need to judge after what you that are spiritual. But since you can't find nobody spiritual today, and of course spirituality has all been uh, relegated to the huckabuck. That's why the churches today are about mind numbed. Because they go to people go to church just to dance. And they don't they don't they don't know this word. 
I mean, I had, man, I just got finished dealing with a preacher not too long ago, tried to tell me over and over and over. He said it once, said it a thousand times. Do you know that there are a lot of things that is true that are not written in that book? And I said, no, I don't know that. But what I do know is this, is whatever you're saying that um, is true is not written in this book, it will agree with the spirit of the letter that is in his book. What kind of spirit is that? that? That's the spirit that's trying to tell you, take my opinion over what's written. Take my word over what's written. And so when you're listening to people who, they'll go read one or two scriptures and then preach a whole hour. You're not getting the word. The greatest shouts that ever go on is when, you, when you're talking about what injustice is somebody done done to you and how God is going to get them. Had to be careful, churched. I just got finished reading Galatians 6.1, talking about what the spirit of Christ wants in us. And this is how deliverance works, and these are how the demons or the devils flee more than anything is because of the understanding of the spirit of love. Because we don't practice running around here with honey dripping off our lips. You think about it. And if that's something you really need to think about, really truly need to think about it. See, hell is not hot right now. But there's not a time I don't start a fire that hell doesn't enter my mind. You ever seen some of those fires with the cold, that we used to start around here with the wood heat? And see those coals in there just burning hot and stuff. And right now, the arrogancy of man would say, I, don't, I ain't scared of going to hell. We're going to jump in that fire then. We don't see you volunteering for it either. So that's how stupid man is. He'll talk all that while his soul is not in hell flame. And then when they're in hell flame, how, did they not want to get out? According to the count? So Christ is doing everything he can to keep us from it. Nobody goes to hell because of rejection of Christ. They go to hell because of their lack of love. Because they spurn and reject love. They turn around and try to question, well, God don't love me. How about you obey? And then you'll see what his love is. Oh, Hallelujah. Instead of sitting on your sorry rear end making all these excuses. And that's how our twisted mind thinks. And so we use that as a, as a means or excuse to not serve him. Yep. Oh, hallelujah. It's just the truth. It is the truth. But that's how we do. Is that not how we do? Let me finish over here. Look at this. But let every man, verse 4, prove his own work, and then he shall have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word. And see, we don't want that. We want to do the teaching, but we don't want to teach. We don't, we don't have a teachable spirit. It says, let him that is taught. How? In the word. Isn't that something? This thing right here. Communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. So you got to have a teachable spirit. But what do we always want to do? We always want to instruct, don't we? Have you ever been taught? Well, I want you to listen to what I'm saying. No, no, no. You need to be get taught. Oh, I'm too proud for being taught. Let's just, we just might as well just go and say it. So we need to divest ourselves of that spirit. Look at this. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also what? Reapeth. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of his flesh do what? So now everybody wonder why they're full of sickness and diseases. Because you done sold to your flesh and of your flesh you're reaping. Corruption means it's decaying. Corruption means it's dying. Uh-oh. Well, not me. See, everybody, we go out and sow all this hell, then we expect God to just drop a miracle from heaven. 
right on top of us. And he just got finished telling before that God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, there shall he also. So even if you get prayer, you get hands laid on you, whatever, and you still don't get healed, you still need to continue on in the way until your change comes. That's what Job did. Ah, uh, why? Because putting the scriptures together like a jigsaw puzzles, in your patience possess ye your soul. And let patience have her perfect work. You could be in a situation where you're getting taught something. Uh-oh. Now, I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one in here that, that, that is hard-headed. But I've learned over years, sometimes it takes a little time to get through a hard head. I mean, think about this. He says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall also what? So if there's a time and season for everything, then there's sowing and there's what? Reaping. There's a season in there, isn't it? You sow, then you reap. Isn't that right? Ah, this is just a principle. Oh, I'm sure the most I will have mercy, but I think he's trying to teach us something first. Uh-oh. See, good principle teachings right here. Look what he says. I'm going to read that eight verse again. For he that sowed to the flesh shall the flesh reap corruption, and he that sowed to the spirit shall the spirit reap life everlasting. You'll get somebody to turn around and smoke cigarettes for 20 and 30 years and stuff, develop asthma, can't have breathing, and then they want to be healed. And then later on, they're sitting there dying, shriveling up and stuff, and on oxygen tanks and stuff, and got all these people coming over praying, then they ask, then, they, then everybody questions, I don't know why God didn't heal me. You mean to tell me you have sold to your flesh corruption for 30 years, and because all of a sudden you spring up and you got this revelation that God is a healer, you expect him to heal you. And you forgot all about the principles of sowing and reaping. He never promised to save your flesh. He promised to save your soul. It's better for you to die sick and saved than to die healthy and go to hell. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> what do you think about that one? Uh, huh? Maybe we need to start really putting that at the forefront of our minds. Uh-oh. Well, God, don't wish anybody should perish. Don't sound like you're going to be perishing if you're going to glory. All right, now, let us not be weary in what? What we do is we do good for a little while. Ah, it ain't working. Why? Because by our own righteousness, we relegate. Look, I've been obedient for two days. And I can't see why he can't see me. Now, I've been living a life of hell for 25 years, but I've been obedient for one year, and I can't understand for the life of me. He forgave my sins. Yeah, but he said the cleansing of your soul and body, he left it up to you. Why well, I am doing it. Oh. Who art thou that replies against God? Shall the thing form say to it, why hast thou made me dust? Now, he, now you, you, you born that way. And now he's giving you the ability to understand him. So don't be weary, which will go in your patience, your long-suffering, your enduring. Oh. Let me see how Paul, Paul, his mind act like this. This is where his mind, he says, you know what? I count all my infirmities, my tribulations, my scourgings, my prisonments, my beatings, my necessities. I count everything, my infirmities, all these things, I count it all but joy. We ain't learned that yet. 
Come on, saints. We have not, uh-uh, uh-uh. We have not learned that yet. You mean you learned to rejoice in being beat? No, you ain't learned that yet. Ain't because the first thing our mouth go to is complain. Paul's mind was wired in such a way that he count every single one of them as joy. And you might as well go on and tell the truth. Go on and bend that stiff neck. You have not got to the place where you can count whatever is going wrong in your life as joy. Paul, man, he, they are every last one of them are working to my perfection. That's how he understood things. Now, wait a minute, Pastor. We got to use common sense. Ain't too much of that left anyway. So how are you going to use that as reasoning for a spiritual concept? The most uncommon thing on the earth, man, and we want it. Common sense. Uncommon. Amen. How am I telling the truth? Did not Paul say I rejoice in my infirmities? Amen. Okay, I just want to make sure because, man, some of us sitting there, wait a minute. Have you learned joy of yours? No, man, I'm telling you, it's a difficult thing. I promise you, man. Good boy. I mean, I feel pain. I go, thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I go, man, oh, man. When is this thing going to go away? When is this thing going to get healed? And I go, oh, God. Still some more healing left. Yeah, what kind of healing? Inward man healing. A man that is renewed. Yep, my, my mouth tell on me all the time. Yeah, of course, y'all. I'm sure that y'all don't get it like I do sometimes. I mean, all y'all have arrived. Y'all just the epitome of perfection and stuff. And y'all got wings on you and walking two inches off the ground. And, and just ain't any day now, man. I expect you to be whisked away in a chariot in a whirlwind. But, man, I tell you what, sometimes I open up my mouth and I say stuff, and then, boy, it ain't till after it's out that I go. Hey, of course, I understand that principle, though. Can I get you to understand of that biblical principle? It came out of us because it was not of us. Because if it would have been of us, no doubt it would have continued with us. But it came out so that it might be made manifested that it was not all of us. So thank God for a conscience that goes, oh. Because <laughs> you heard it. Of course, like I said, I know I'm probably the only one that ever did with stuff like that. Huh? Man, I'm, I'm right all the way up to the point until I heard what I said. You ain't never did that before? Man, you said something, man, and then all of a sudden you go, oh, God. Oh, wretched man. It, make, it makes you almost have that throw-up feeling. Man. Huh? I thank my God. Through Christ Jesus. See, if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit turning on our awareness, Amen. we wouldn't even have reason to repent. Amen. See how good he is? Yes. A lot of people go around spewing that stuff out and never think nothing about it. They can't even see themselves. This is just wonderful, isn't it? And let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season we shall reap if we what? A lot of us done already done, just kind of like Scott does, we go on a fast, but. Just want to fall out on the floor, man. Just. They perform, boy, these, some of these children. <laughs> Don't get weary and well doing.
So the ideal is, is to keep on striving. Regardless of what it looks like. Don't give up. If Job wait for his change to come, won't you wait for yours instead of trying to tell God when to change it? After you have done all that you have done, then do what? Stand. Keep the truth. It wouldn't be faith if every time you called it, it came with it. But if you got a weight, boy, now you got some faith. But if you call something, as in faith, you, you speak to things that are not as though they were, and it takes a long time to get here. Think about this. How many times, let's say if you ask God for something to help your spiritual condition, and then six months later, it still ain't came. Have you ever went back and did an evaluation how many times you counseled out what you asked for? Because the Bible says when you ask, ask without doubting. And how many times have you asked and then you have doubted? Even if you don't even say it with words in your heart. And, and then you're so twisted up and so disturbed in mind, you're still waiting on God to perform what you've already done counseled out. I'm telling the truth. Say, don't be looking at me like that now. You don't open up your mouth and done breach the contract. And of course, then the Bible says, uh-oh, he that doubteth is what? Oh, so how much you want, how many times you want to fool around with that spirit? And whatsoever is not a faith is, you want to keep going? <laughs> well, hold on, Pastor Dow. Now, hold on a minute. Now, you wait a minute. We're here for your edification. I don't feel too edified. We're here for your edification. If you don't feel it, you need to get it. You don't feel it because you ain't got it. <laughs> for your exhortation and for your comfort, I don't feel too comforted. Say it again. One more time. Do you hear it yet? Oh, never mind. <laughs> this is not good. Can y'all tell we're getting ready to go pretty deep in this spiritual warfare thing? Huh? Look like, well, the flashlight has been over there for a while now. It's ping. <laughs> Ain't he good? Only words from coming from the Holy Spirit can penetrate like this. Let me finish up. As we have, therefore, opportunity. Do we not have opportunity? Huh? If there's breath in our body, we have opportunity. As we therefore have opportunity, let us do good unto all. Not just the ones we pick and choose. To all. Especially unto them who are of the household of especially. They get special service from you. The household faith gets special service from you. You know the reason why? Because you have that fervent charity. When you see each other, you see Jesus. You're like, yeah, that's my brother. Yeah, that's my sister. Let's just tell the truth. When we see some of each other, we, sometimes we see the devil. <laughs> uh, when I see you, I see devil. I ain't going to lie. And then the person goes back. Well, when I see you, I see devil. Well, you better start helping and doing all these things to get Christ. Isn't that true? Hey, you see how large of a letter I've written unto you with my own hand. As many as desire to make a fair show in the flesh, they constrain you to be circumcised only lest they should suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. For neither themselves... For neither they themselves who are circumcised keep the law, but desire to have you circumcised that they may glory of your flesh. They may glory in your flesh, but God forbid that I should glory save in the 
cross of the Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified unto me, by whom the world is crucified unto me. That means the lust of the world, the desires of the world, and the pride of the world is crucified unto me. I am dead to it. Why? Because later on, John said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For all that is in the world, lust of the eyes. Lust of the flesh. And the pride of life. That's all that is in the world. Well, maybe, it can, no, that's all that is in the world. Hallelujah. By whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availed anything nor uncircumcision but a new creature. creature. Don't get me wrong, saints. I know a lot of people try to mess up Paul and stuff. He's not telling you not to be circumcised. He's getting to the spiritual condition of the heart that really needs it. He's putting what's really up front. Because, I mean, the, the, the actual uh, Torah itself tells you that the circumcision of the heart is the first thing. Yeah. So Paul wasn't, he knew exactly what he's talking about. The problem is, is trying to, see, that's what happens when you get this Christian doctrine trying to make it fit over, and it just don't, it, you know, it just, they have done, got too many commentaries and too many of their, their henchmen and their, their, their hatchet man that have done butchered up every concept of the word and they're so twisted and distorted in the mind. We might as well. The, the way this Christian interpretation be is might as well be the same justice system as operating in this world right now. Now look at this. But a new creature. Hmm? But a new creature. As many as walk according to this rule, peace be unto them. That's the only ones going to have this peace. There's the ones who walk according to this rule. And mercy upon the who? Not mercy upon the Christian of God, but mercy upon the Israel of God. From henceforth, let no man trouble me. For I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. I don't see nobody in here got any marks on our flesh for bearing anything for Lord Jesus. So stop crying. Amen. Oh, I'm suffering. Yeah, you're suffering for what you've done. You ain't suffering because you did anything for Christ. Because they put a whip on you then in Paul's in them day. They were stoning people, rocking me. Paul was even left for dead once. Yes, sir. Amen. Um, brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Hallelujah. It says amen. Oh, okay, good. Hallelujah. I'm glad you can read. <laughs> Is this not a good teaching? Gets down to the, I told y'all, get ready. Get the shovel out. Get the shovel out. We're moving the dross. Hallelujah. The king coming. Father, we thank you for these words of truth. Pray that these sayings sink deep down in our hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us by the power of your Holy Spirit for us to retain these, these wonderful teachings so we can walk after this new man, this new creature created in Christ Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, we ask all these things. Hallelujah. Bless y'all.